breaking news from the athletic. What up? How you doing? Just writing away over here. What a Sunday it's been, man. It has been an interesting Sunday, one I did not expect. I expected this. I oh, woke yeah? up. I woke up, opened Twitter, like, let's see what the Cowboys have done today. Sure enough. They're trading picks. They hooked you up, man. They're making moves. Brandon Cooks, now a Dallas Cowboy, John. What was your reaction when you found out the news? Uh, a little bit surprised, not necessarily by the player, just because they had interested in him last year. I was just kind of surprised that um, it came together so quickly. It just kind of showed an aggressiveness that we really just haven't seen from the Cowboys this time of year. That's the only reason why I'm a little bit surprised. You know, the Stefan Gilmore was move, that was one that I was like, kind of, okay. I mean, fifth round pick, it's not like you're giving up a ton. And then you see what they give up here, and then you see, you know, they're – Texans are taking on six million of the eighteen million due to Cooks, and you're not really giving up much in terms of draft compensation. I just, I think it's a great move, and and I think both this move and the Gilmore one just really show you uh, how how highly they think of what they still have on this roster, and that you know they feel like last year, uh, you know they they dropped the ball on, on probably what they did at wide receiver. And so now that they're trying to make up for that. And yeah, I mean, you just look across the landscape of the NFC and as you know, as critical as anybody wants to be of the Cowboys, I mean, they, they're putting themselves in position to, they should, they should be able to make that deep run. So, I mean, I know that we've said that in years past, but I mean, they're actually kind of backing it up now with, with moves that they're making. Yeah, it definitely took me as a surprise. We knew the Cowboys were in the market for a receiver. Brandon Cooks was kind of a name we had thrown out there. I think around the time the OBJ started last season about a guy that we would kind of target if he was available, if we could make a move for that type of player. What are you hearing in terms of their interest in the player? Cause I, you know, in terms of this a few days ago, it was, you know, some Deandre Hopkins stuff was being reported by, you know, friends of the show over at one Oh five, three, the fan. Uh, what were you hearing in terms of how they landed on Brandon Cooks? I never heard that they had it much interest, if any at all, in DeAndre Hopkins. That was pretty fan-driven. The fans wanted DeAndre Hopkins. I'd never heard too much interest from the Cowboys on that. It was really, if they were going to make a move, it was going to be for Odell Beckham. uh, Or if the Broncos were probably, if the Broncos would have come down on what they were asking for Jerry Judy, I think that could have been a possibility. But it sounds like the Broncos have stuck to, they want a first-round pick for Judy, and and the Cowboys just aren't going to give that up. I mean, I don't think the Cowboys would have given up a second for Hopkins, which is a lot of people have talked about that, you know, the Cardinals want a second and something else for Hopkins. When I saw that, I'm like, I don't even think they're going to give that up. And then the Cooks thing just made sense because let's be honest. I mean, the Texans are a bad team. I mean, they've won 11 games in the last three years, you know? So uh, I just, that's the thing. Like I could see some people looking at this move and be like, well, what's he really done recently? Well, he's been on a really bad team. I mean, here's sod Yusuf with the athletic. What's up, Kent? Yeah, before I'll uh, I'll kind of hold it down until John comes back. But yeah, I think you know when you look at the way that the star uh, that the uh, that the uh, Cowboys do business at the stars, kind of it's kind of you know this is kind of what you're looking at where you have the um, you don't have the big free agent splashes, but they do fill in the holes with out, if they are bringing outside talent in, they do it with trades. And I think when you look at Brandon Cooks, it's also he's in a good spot where. 
you know, he has CeeDee Lamb, and it's kind of similar to the Gilmore move as well, where, you know, you have Trayvon Diggs already in place, you have CeeDee Lamb already in place, and then you're now able to supplement him and free up, you know, the guys that you already have and also add, uh, add a true upgrade. So I think, you know, his vertical talent, um, he's posted thousand yard seasons pretty much everywhere he's been. Uh, I think, you know, his last couple of years in Houston, obviously you have to have the great, you have to have the caveat with the quarterback situation there. But I also think this really, you know, drives home what they think about Dak and, and how like, you know, they really feel like he's the guy and they're going to give him everything that he needs in order to succeed. And I think um, this is just another move for that. And I think this is also going to really, when you, when you look at letting Zeke go and I understand Tony Pollard is going to come back, but he's seen more of like a total offensive weapon. And I, I think we could really see with Kellen Moore's departure with Zeke's departure, now adding Brandon Cooks in, Mike McCarthy's going to be calling the plays. I think you could really see a different type of offense altogether next season. Welcoming back in, John Machota of The Athletic. Where this move seems like an outlier to me, what I was kind of expecting and what we were expecting was, you know, if they're going to sign a receiver, it's going to be a, a free agent, maybe a guy that's been out there for a while, can't find a team, maybe see what comes to them type of thing. But what we're seeing, and we saw it last week with the, the Gilmore move, John, is that the Cowboys are willing to give up draft picks to go get players, which is something we have not seen in the past. Well, they're willing to give up fifth and sixth round picks. That's why these moves Even are still. being... Yeah, but th- that's why these moves are being made. They, they, th- that's why I always had my doubts about the DeAndre Hopkins, you know, and, and even Jerry Judy, you know, giving up a first or second round pick. I just don't see this team really being willing to do that. I know they did it for Amari Cooper, but I think these moves are, were able to happen because these are moves that, well, one, the Cowboys probably feel like that they've won these moves. They're giving up fifth, sixth round picks. Those are picks that, yeah, I mean, they could turn one into Anthony Brown, but, you know, you can turn them into some Bradley and I's and some guys that aren't even here, you know? So these are calculated moves that they should pay off and they should be immediate impact players. It, 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 there's not a lot of guesswork here. You, you expect Stefan Gilmore, you expect Brandon cooks to come in right away and fit in right away. And for a team with where this roster is right now and where you see the NFC is right now, I, I just think it makes a ton of sense to do this. NFL draft is coming up. Of course, we got questions coming in here. About that, if you have a question, feel free to to leave it here in the chat. Uh, John, what's your immediate reaction side as well about how this impacts what the Cowboys want to do at the top of the draft? Yeah, so that's another great part of this is they're not forced to have to take a wide receiver early, and this isn't really a great wide receiver class either, especially at twenty six. Um, I don't know that you're going to get that immediate impact player. So with Cooks, you know that you're getting that. And hey, if if you're sitting there at twenty six and one, let's say Jalen Hyatt at Tennessee falls to, to you and, and and he's a receiver that you really thought was one of the best, if not the best in this class, for some reason, you can still make that pick there, but you don't have to now. Now you can take whoever you think is the best player available. You don't have to reach for a corner. You don't have to reach for a wide receiver. Maybe that player is a tight end. Maybe that player is like an offensive guard. Uh, and maybe it's another piece for the defense. And so uh, they filled all of that in right now. Uh, on paper, <laughs> this roster looks great. It looks like one of the best rosters in the NFC. It looks like a roster that's capable of of going deep in the playoffs. You know, I mean, obviously they got to do it, but on paper, on both sides of the ball, this is as good as this roster has looked in as, as long as I can remember. 
Yeah, I think they always preach b- taking best player available. And I think doing all these, filling all these little holes. And, and, you know, I think in the past they've filled a lot of holes with a lot of depth guys, but I don't really see Gilmore and uh, Brandon Cooks as depth guys. Like these are big moves that, you know, actually address these needs. And now you're able to, if, if you have, you know, a corner, a, a receiver, whatever, you, these aren't long term solutions necessarily. They could be. You could extend some of these guys, but they're really coming in on a pretty short term basis. So you're and Tony Pollard is also on a short term basis. So now you you can use the draft to truly get the best player available and kind of groom him for the future. And I can I don't know where it cut out on me, but what I was saying is I just I think Cooks is such a good complement to what CD Lamb and Michael Gallup do. You know, I mean he's a smaller guy than them. He's like five ten, like one eighty five, but I mean he's a, a really sound route runner. He brings speed. I just think that he's a good mix for what those guys do too. I mean, he gets open all the time. Uh, I just think that that whole trio, because I, and another thing is I do think Michael Gallup will be better this year than he was last year. I do think the ACL held him back last year. And I do think the further removed he is from that, the more we'll see him look more like the old Michael Gallup. And Hey, if, if he, if Michael Gallup performs like a number two, great. But now that you've added Brandon cooks, Michael Gallup can be your number three. And if he performs like a number three and, and cooks performs like a two and CD performs like a one, then this offense is in great shape, much better shape than it was in the passing game last year. What about uh, Jalen Tolbert? Didn't mention him in that sentence, John. Well, that's because he had two catches last year and uh, I think they were expecting him <laughs> to have about, uh, well, I mean, Hey, he, he might, I saw some, you know, I saw some photos of Dax workouts at his house recently, and I, I saw Jalen Tolbert was there with Cabante Turpin. I know he's he's grinding, he's trying to get in the mix, and maybe he does. You know, and maybe that's a huge surprise that he he puts it all together this year, and and he's a he contributes three to five hundred yards receiving. I mean, yeah, that's a welcome addition. You'd love to have it. That's a great problem to have. You have too many receivers. You got to figure out how to get them on the field. You'd love to have that, but you can't bank on that happening. This roster is too good. This team is too good to sit there and, and try and bank on something like that after he gave you so little last year. You So you have to be aggressive. And and we say that. I feel like we say that all the time on the podcast. I feel like I write that all the time. I feel like everybody talks about that all the time. But this is finally, the Cowboys are showing that they are being aggressive this time of year. We're just not even used to that. Harry in the chat, also Carl, say really good move by the Cowboys. They're excited. So does Alan. And Alan asks, you think they still have interest in another wide receiver this offseason? Are they done shopping? I would think just because of the money that, I mean, at $12 million in, in, into Cooks, I'd be surprised if they're adding anybody else there. Um, I'm thinking that they probably kicked the tires enough on, on Odell to be like, hey, if he's willing to play at a a, ver- a, a relatively low number that he doesn't want to play for, then yeah, we'll we'll sign him. But it just doesn't seem like that. I don't see that move happening now. I think this Cooks move puts an end to that. I, I, if they had any more at wide receiver of note, uh, of somebody that would have an impact, I think it would be in the draft. I don't see them going out and making another move at wide receiver now. Any thoughts on that, uh, Saad, about how he'll compliment Dak? Or- yeah, I think, you know, for me, I, I think that, like I said earlier, I think that this could really have a sense of transforming the offense where, you know, Dak, especially with Dalton Schultz not coming back, I think you're going to have limited tight end. Um, We'll see what they do in the draft. You know, they could get the kid from Notre Dame. What you're able to do offensively because Dak, you have to expect that Dak is able to make the plays when he has the weapons available to him. I think in the past couple of years, we've been talking about, well, last year, really, 
Um, the reason Amari Cooper kept coming back up is because we kept saying that Dak didn't have the uh, requisite weapons that he needed to succeed. Well, now he does, and now he has a whole new offense coming his way with Mike McCarthy anyways. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be completely just brand new. Obviously, McCarthy's going to carry over a lot, but the play calling is going to be different. Uh, we saw what McCarthy did in Green Bay. I think there's going to be a lot of elements to that. Uh, there was not a lot of uh, run emphasis in Green Bay when McCarthy was there. So I think this is going to be a lot more pass-happy of the offense. So I think the way that it kind of, you know, everything revolves around Dak. I mean, a few years ago, Stephen Jones used to talk about making things Dak-friendly. Well, this is pretty Dak-friendly right now. It also, one other thing, others. too, is that when I, when you, you talk about the best player available in the draft, I mean, running back is certainly in play at 26. And, and yeah, you know, obviously that's B. John Robinson is, is the one that everybody talks about, but maybe it's Gibbs from Alabama. You know, maybe there's somebody in the second or third round uh, that they like. I mean, if, if they don't get a long, if they don't get any type of an extension done with Tony Pollard, which it wouldn't surprise me if they don't, uh, you're going to need another running back in that mix too. And could be a running back that is your, your future guy at the spot. So uh, that's also very much in play at 26 now. Yeah, any of those guys, Bijan Robinson, Gibbs, even throw A Chain in there from from Texas A and M. I'd be very excited about any of those guys. You know, late first, early second, third round. You know, wherever they fall in this. Well, draft. and then Ken, I know fans might not be as excited if they spend another pick on a guard, but Osiris Torrance out of Florida, if he's clearly the guard that they think can come in right away and, and just be dominant, then all of a sudden you have that future piece there where you want to get him in there, give you depth right at, right now immediately in the interior of the offensive line, and then that's your future left guard with uh, Tyron, I mean Tyler Smith moving out to left tackle. That's certainly in play there as well. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Question here from Robert. Why can't they re-sign Schultz? His market has been quiet. It's Robert M. I'm not sure if that's Robert Mays trying to do research for his podcast later uh, tomorrow. But what have you heard on Dalton Schultz and free agency? And maybe they can get something done with him. Yeah, that's a good question because I am surprised that there hasn't been anything uh, reported on Dalton with any team. So while I think it's unlikely... Who knows? Uh, who knows if, if if the market dries up to a point where Dalton Schultz gets to a spot where he's like, I would rather re-sign with the Cowboys on a relatively cheap one-year deal to put another big year down and then try to go back to free agency next year. Or he just wants to just cut ties and just you know start new somewhere on, on uh, maybe a lower deal than he thought he was going to get. But 
it is interesting that we are a full week into free agency and there hasn't been any rumblings at all with any team on Dalton Schultz. And, and that surprises me with the production he's had with the Cowboys over the last few years, that, that really surprises me. So I think it's unlikely, but I don't think you can completely shut the door on, on him potentially coming back. Comment here from Matt in the chat. He says, now with the Cooks trade, it's now or never for Dak. I disagree a little bit. I'll change your, your statement to say it's now or never for McCarthy with this move. I think this is a McCarthy move. I need another weapon in my offense. I need to stretch the field. Yeah, it's a DAC move. It's a complimentary DAC move. Anything on offense is going to be a DAC move, but I think DAC is, DAC is here for the long haul. McCarthy I, is here for the short haul. I think he has more on the line with this than DAC does. Yeah, no, Kent, you nailed that right on the head for sure. That's, that's, I am absolutely right there with you on that, and I think the Cowboys are as well. When I, when I hear that uh, now or never with DAC, um, I feel like it's, it's kind of fans saying to themselves, it's now or never for them to maybe believe in Dak that he can be the guy to win you a Super Bowl. But in terms of from the Cowboys perspective, he's he's not going anywhere. So it's not now or never for him. It's not like if he doesn't get them to a Super Bowl, they're going to go in another direction next offseason. I just don't see that happening. While many people will be asking for that, if it's another, you know, Divisional round loss, wild card round loss, or let's say they miss the playoffs altogether and Dak has a bad year. Yeah, people are going to be calling for that, but I don't necessarily think it is that. Now, where, now to your point, though, Kent, I do think that way for Mike McCarthy. If it's just uh, an epic failure of a season or, or they fall short and they don't make a deep playoff run, yeah, I could see it being where they're like, okay, it's time to get uh, a different voice in here. But I just, I don't see it being now or never for Dak this year. I really, I really don't. Saad, any reaction to that? Yeah, I, I don't think – I think we've seen this throughout the league with quarterbacks that if you have a decent quarterback, you're going to ride that as long as you can. And Dak is at least a decent quarterback. I mean, head coaches will go in and out, but you know, if you have a quarterback that you believe is a franchise guy, even if he's not elite, then you're going to do everything you can to try to win with him. And we've seen that happen with quarterbacks like you know, from Joe Flacco when he was in Baltimore and, and asking if he was the lead or not to you see what Kirk Cousins is doing in Minnesota. Like you don't have to have just the Herberts and Mahomes and those guys to, to really be committed to a quarterback. I think Dak is going to get the commitment no matter what. Do you think this move for Cooks takes them completely out of the Odell Beckham sweepstakes? I only ask that because he's a different player, which, which we, you know, Jerry said how he feels about him. I don't think he's any other typical uh, wide receiver that's on a team that they could acquire for a late round pick or free agent. I think he's kind of an outlier player person, all that kind of stuff. John, how do you feel about that? So my feelings are somewhat similar as they are in the Dalton Schultz thing. Um, And that's because Jerry Jones is still the owner of the team. And with him, you can never count anything out. You can't ever say anything is a hundred percent, not going to happen. I think it's highly unlikely though. And one of the reasons being that you have Odell Beckham tweeting that he's not taking $4 million a year. You know, I don't, he's saying, I don't know where 20 million is coming from, but I also ain't taking four. And I'm not saying that it would have to be four, but it's going to have to be on a bargain now, especially now that they've added cooks. It would have to be at such a low number for him to, it would have to be just him really desperately wanting to play for the Cowboys And I don't get the sense that he's going to be willing to do that. But because 
Jerry Jones is involved. Jerry would love to have Odell on the team at the right price. I wouldn't 100% close the door, but let me just 99% close the door on that now. Yeah, it feels like it'd be a pretty crowded wide receiver room. You add Odell in there, how would that shake out? You've already got CD and Michael Gallup in there in pretty big roles, big contracts. Um, so yeah, it's it, it might get a little crowded if you add Odell, especially with the person. Well, yeah, so, so with the way Odell. that they redid Tyron Smith's contract for this year, it's very um, playtime incentive based. So you know, if he plays whatever, 40% of the snaps, it's at a certain dollar amount, but then it goes up considerably if he plays 80% of the snaps, because obviously he's contributing a great deal. So that would probably be the only way I I could see an Odell deal being done. Again, I just think that he'll get a better offer eventually from another team. But if maybe they can offer him something like that to where, yeah, it's not very much on paper right now when they make the move, but if let's say a Cooks or a Gallup or CD were to go down and all of a sudden Odell's playing 90% of the snaps or maybe it's based off of production, he becomes a thousand yard receiver, then the dollar amount goes up considerably. Maybe that's the type of deal where it could get done. I just, I don't believe that Odell is going to end up taking something like that. But like I said, it's, I guess it's a small sliver of possibility. I don't, I don't see it though. Yeah. I, I, like you said, I can't ever count anything out with Jerry Jones at the helm. Uh, any final thoughts on, on this, on this trade? Did it catch you completely by surprise guys? Or was it, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe something that you expected a, a move like this, what would have surprised you in this case? I'm, I'm guess I'm asking. I think uh, for me, I, I think for me, like, the, the trade itself wasn't super surprising in terms of trading for a wide receiver. Um, I think the, the, the price, uh, the compensation that they had to give up, um, how little it was and with Houston retaining salary, I think just how good the deal was for the, for the Cowboys was kind of surprising to me, but I, I, I don't want to say I expected them to make a trade for Brandon cooks, but I, but I did expect them to try to make an effort to go get some kind of help at, at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, getting Brandon cooks, isn't as big of a surprise to me as getting Deandre Hopkins. Um, but just the fact that I just don't judge it on just the cooks move alone. It's the fact that last week they added Gilmore too. And I, I didn't, ex- I wanted them to be this aggressive and I know a lot of fans wanted them to be this aggressive, but to actually see them do that is another thing just going off of their recent track record. And so I guess selfishly for me, I like it too, because it drives interest. You know, it shows that, you know, that they're all in, that they're trying to make these moves, that they're not just laying back on, well, we, we think Tolbert will be better. Well, we think Gallup will be better. It just shows an aggressiveness there um, that, that really gives you motivation. It gives you some excitement going into this draft, gives you some excitement going in to rookie mini camp, mini camp and training camp that, you know, frankly, I don't know how much was there over these last couple of years because it just seemed like it was kind of status quo. We're going to stick with the guys we got, maybe add a J Ron curse, like a Malik hooker type guy, a Dante Fowler, but nothing of this magnitude. And so when you see these pieces together and, and, and like I've tweeted out multiple times since they've happened, when you just start listing what the starting lineup looks like, there's not many holes. I mean, when I look at this team right now, the biggest holes I see now that they filled this, this because wide receiver was by far the biggest hole that needed to be filled. But I thought going into this off season, another starting corner was obviously there. They did that with Gilmore. So now I look at the interior of the defensive line and I look at depth on the interior of the offensive line. And so 
Um, they don't need to make huge moves to address either of those, but like for the defensive line, maybe go out and get an Ashawn Robinson, go out and try and resign Jonathan Hankins, do something there that still needs to be done. And I just, I, I don't love, they like the depth of the interior of their offensive line more, more than I do. I just, I look at that and, and, and if one guy gets hurt, I mean, they're just extremely thin there. And so that would be a, a, another spot, but filling this wide receiver hole, that was a big one for sure. Man, it gives this pro personnel scouting department just incredible flexibility in this draft. I mean, think about what their board looked like probably or how they would have drafted this thing coming out of the combine versus today. Well, coming out of the combine, I would say corner would be by far the favorite at 26 just because of where this – Right. And it still could be. They still could go after a corner. I mean, Stephon Gilmore's on a one-year deal. As pressing of a need. No, 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 no. But it, it could be – I would feel great about Gilmore and Diggs and what yeah. you got, honestly. Oh, for sure. But you got to – you know, Diggs is going to need a big contract. And and I, I haven't heard anything on where they feel that's at right now. And it doesn't sound like there's been many much discussion there. And so if you have any – you know, inkling of, of belief that you could potentially lose him corner and wide receiver. You know, it's not, you don't need two good ones. Now you need three, four good ones at those positions. And so before the Gilmore move, I thought corner was by far the favorite. It still could be that, um, that still could end up being the pick, but I, it's not nearly as much of a need as it was uh, two weeks ago. Man, that's, that's great. Uh, one last question here coming from the chat. This is a good one. Is Cooks for a fifth better than Hopkins for a second? Um, it all depends. I mean, there's a there's also a piece in here that you know we won't know. And as much as I feel like we know more now than we ever have in terms of not being in the building uh, or being fans, just because of social media and just how much information is put out there. But we don't know exactly where the medicals are with DeAndre Hopkins. We don't know exactly how the coaching staff and the front office feels like DeAndre Hopkins would fit on this team um, where, you know, that was a big thing with Odell. I mean, how many times was Mike McCarthy asked about Odell at press conferences last year? And he kept talking about how, like, yeah, everybody I talked to from you know Ben McAdoo and other guys on the staff, Lunda Wells, that have been around uh, Odell, and, and we think he'd be the perfect fit for this locker room. And maybe they feel that way about Hopkins. Maybe they feel that way about Judy Cooks, but we don't really know that right now. And so there's just, there's more to it than just, Hey, I turn on games on Sundays and, and Deandre Hopkins balls out when he's healthy. And he does, he's a monster, but I just don't know the other things behind the scenes and the way that they feel about him. Because again, I haven't heard much interest about Deandre Hopkins from the team. It's very outside driven. It's very media driven. It's very fan driven about the Hopkins thing. I have not, not gotten the impression that they were, you know, like it was very clear. They really wanted Odell Beckham. I haven't gotten that same. And then even with Brandon cooks, because there were the talks of them potentially trading for him last year. I haven't heard that same type of, uh, and Jerry Judy as well. There were talks about that. I haven't heard the same with, with Hopkins. Yes. He would be of everybody out there where he's at in his career. If he's healthy, he would be the biggest playmaker to add, but there's more than just that, that goes into making decisions like this. Sod. Oh, you're muted, Sod. My reaction to it would be uh, the Cooks move is a low-risk, high-reward situation. There you go. The Hopkins would be a high-risk, high-reward situation. I like playing a low-risk game if I'm a general manager (laughs) trying to put together a team, if I can. 
you know, yeah. sometimes you gotta, you gotta take risks like Jerry says, but no, it's a good way to put it for sure. I think it's a, uh, you know, maybe the same ceiling, but way lower of a risk with Brandon cooks. That's how I'd put it. Uh, Saad has left us, John, appreciate your time this morning. I know it was unexpected, but Hey, it's what the athletic is for your perspective, your expert perspective as well as sods we're going to come back later this week kt turner is on vacation right now otherwise he'd be joining us and bob sturm is in church right now otherwise he'd be joining us but hey another trade happens like this we'll be right back here on the athletic to react to it live and you can catch our cowboys podcast weekly about them cowboys on the podcast platform of your choice we'll recap all of this stuff talk about it more john love you man i'll talk to you soon yeah and thanks for everybody that listened in and yeah, asked questions and comments. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Go cows. Go cows.